Welcome to the Centerpoint Church podcast. At Centerpoint Church, we are a community of believers impacted by God's saving grace and the love He demonstrated in Jesus Christ. Our response to this amazing grace is to allow it to transform our lives and to share it with others. As a body of believers, we find our purpose in knowing Christ, growing together, and reaching beyond ourselves to help others do the same. This message from Romans 12 verse 1 is the first in our new series, 167. It's a great day to be here. It's a new year. We're kicking off a new uh, series, and our series is called 167 or 167. And the idea uh, behind this, because that's just a random uh, number, but the idea behind this is there's 168 hours in a week. 168 hours in a week. And if you're here, or if you're joining us online, and we're glad that you're here, then you're spending one of those hours in this place. And so our question, and where we're going to go during this series is, what are you going to do? How are you going to be a follower of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, the other other 167 hours of each week? And that's kind of the concept uh, that we are, we're striving after uh, during, this, during this series, right? And so a big part of that is, is really trying to understand is what do we do? Like how is our week set up? Because has anybody ever said this before? I don't have time for that. Who has said that before? Raise your hand. Yep, so I've heard that before, shockingly enough. I've heard that I don't have time for whatever. And here's, and, and that is, is not necessarily true because how many hours do you have every week? You have 168. How many hours does everybody else have every single week? 168. So we all have the same amount of time. Here's how I like to think about it is If there's something out there that we are choosing not to do, it's because we haven't prioritized it, right? Because the things that we do are the things that have risen to a priority, correct? Yeah? No? Hey, if you're new here, this is an interactive experience. (laughs) Uh, And if, if you've been here a long time, where are you at, my people? Come on. I need your help. So it's just because we... We haven't yet prioritized it. And so during this series, we're going to be looking at the book uh, of Romans chapter 12 and kind of looking through how does the guy who wrote Romans look at it? Like how does he look at what we should do? What does it look like to be a follower of Jesus just in our normal everyday life? And, And this is not what it... What it's not going to be is I'm not going to be up here like, you should be doing more of this and more of this and more of this. That's not what I'm going to be talking about. That's not how we're going to look at this. How I actually want to kick this off is at the end of the message today, you're going to, everybody's going to get one of these. It's a, it's a basically empty calendar that has all the 168 hours every week. Now, we went ahead and filled in church. It's just that little blue one. And here's, what, here's how I want to take a look at it, is during this series, hopefully in this next week, that you would fill out on one side what your current schedule looks like. Like, how are you currently spending your time? Because some of us, 
we just run out of time and we don't even know where it went, right? Like we're not real sure where it went. Others of us, you have a calendar that looks like this next one where every millisecond is scheduled out. Like this would drive me insane. I would just be like, ah, I can't do it. But some of us, we don't, we don't know. And so what we want you to do is spend some time with that empty calendar, filling in what are you, how are you currently spending your 167. And, and fill it all out right in where you're sleeping. Sleep is important. Rest is a big deal. In fact, when God created everything, he started, when, when it was explained, if you go look at Genesis chapter 2, or Genesis chapter 1, when, it, when it's describing God creating everything, he says it was evening and it was morning, day one and day two. Each day started with what? Rest. So rest is a big deal. Schedule that in there. Show what we're doing. And if you're saying, I don't have time for sleep, what I would say to you is, that's because you aren't prioritizing it. You're prioritizing the next episode of Yellowstone <laughs> instead of sleeping. Or insert whatever it is you're watching on any of the streaming services, right? And, and we make these choices all of the time. So, the hope is that you would wonder, you would wonder about your own schedule. Are my priorities what I want them to be? Because the backside, right, so you're going to fill one side out, full calendar, everything on it, and the backside is going to be blank. The backside is, what do you want it to be? One side is, here's my reality if you got to start with a blank schedule, what would you want it to look like? That's what the backside is for. I hope you will take us up on it. We'll hand those out at the end of the service. It's a big sheet of paper. I didn't want you to have to deal with it while you're sitting here. Or make paper airplanes, if I'm real honest. This group looks like paper airplane group. So I didn't need that. But you get that on the way out. I think it's going to be, um, going to be awesome. So... We are reading, uh, reading out of the book of Romans. So Romans was a book written by a fellow named Paul. And, uh, and Paul had quite the transformation story. If you were with us, li- with us last week, we talked about transforming lives being one of our values. And Paul, the guy who wrote a lot of the New Testament, had an amazing transformation story. You can find that in Acts chapter 9 sometime if you want to read it. We've talked about it here. But he used to be a, a murderer of followers of, of Jesus, and then he kind of became the most important church planter for Christian churches, for followers of Jesus. And it all happened really, really fast for him. And so he wrote a letter to the churches in the city of Rome, and that, that letter is called Romans. And Rome was a really important city uh, to, uh, to the ancient world back in those days. And so this letter is a spectacular letter. We're only going to look at a little bit of it, just chapter 12, during these next few weeks. And that's because if we were going to go through the whole book of Romans, we would be here for a couple years. And I don't, think, I don't think we want to sign up for that right now. I mean, it's really good. But you can read along with us if you'd like. Grab a Bible. Uh, Romans chapter 12 right here. We'll have it up on the screen for you. I'm going to read two different uh, versions of it. So two different translations of it. Um, because I think it, it, they both give great insight. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, 
in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Pretty fun. I love that. Now we're going to, that's the national, what, NIV, whatever that stands for. And then I'm going to read it from the message version. That should be on the screen too. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God has, what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. So we hear the NIV version and it's like, a living sacrifice, what does that mean? What am, I, what am I supposed to do? What are you asking of me? And we can build all sorts of stories like, I knew this church was weird, like they want me to do crazy stuff, a living sacrifice, I don't even know what that means. It's like, well, the message version really explains it quite, quite clearly. It's take your everyday life, the things you are already doing, and do them for Jesus. That's pretty simple. Because that's the example that Jesus gave us. So if you've ever read any of the first, the first four uh, books of the New Testament are called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're known as the four gospel. There are these four narrative stories written by people who walked with Jesus, walked along with him, and it talks about how he did life. And Jesus, Jesus just did life and he brought people along with him. And in that, he, he did some miracles, in that he did some teaching, in that he did some healing, in that he helped people see who God was and what the kingdom of, of God was going to look like, what heaven on earth might look like. And he did this just as he was going about his day. There were very few special events set up for Jesus to do something spectacular. All of his spectacular was in the ordinary. And that is what he's asking for us. As you're going around doing your, your sleeping and your eating and you're, you're walking around life, your normal everyday life, your, your life that you write down on this piece of paper as you're going through and understanding what it is, as you're doing that life, what would it look like to be intentional in everything that we're already doing? Because that's the... That's the twist. The twist is continuing in what we are already doing and how we're already showing up and being curious. Being curious about, is there an opportunity for me to be Jesus for someone in this moment? Is there an opportunity for me to share truth with someone in this moment? Can I do my normal, my normal life, but be intentional? Intentional. 
about being recognizable as a follower of Christ within that. Because we only have 168 hours to spend every week. And I think we, I think we all feel like we have plenty of time, right? Is that fair? Like most of us are like, oh, we got time. We're good. Now, we don't have this sense of urgency necessarily that there's anything eminent or pressing that we kind of have time to figure it out and we'll get to telling someone, a friend or a loved one or a coworker about Jesus when we have time. Or maybe when it's, uh, when it's a better opportunity or a more, a more appropriate time or place. But the reality is, is that we're not guaranteed our next hour. And I think this, this past week gave us some examples of that, yes? Did anybody have any interesting time on the road this week? Anybody driving along and be like, oh, it's not that icy. Anybody think that their car can get through a snowdrift? And you have the experience like, I guess not. I'm going to be here for a minute. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Right? We, our lives get interrupted all the time. For, and some are silly and trivial and some are life-changing. Some are not that big of a deal. Right? We can slide off into the, into the median, into the ditch. Some we we were on our way to Sioux Falls on Friday and we saw lots of places where people had slid into the ditch and then we saw the guy who rolled into the median. He had a bad day. And did anybody plan on any of those inconveniences? I don't think anybody expected it. It just happened. And so since we're not guaranteed, we have to be willing to do the work. We have to be willing to to understand and be intentional with every single hour that we have been given. Because for me, the key to this whole passage, it talks about because in light of God's mercy, in light of God's mercy, do you guys remember we talked about the definition of mercy and grace? So um, grace is receiving what you don't deserve. Mercy is not receiving what you do deserve. They're similar but different. In light of God's mercy, in light of us not receiving what we have deserved, how are we going to show up? Are we going to exist in our realities? Are we going to exist... As if we're, we're, we're rolling with free money? 
Like we're excited to be alive. We can't wait to tell someone about the gifts that we have been given, the blessings that have been heaped upon us. Or are we just going to trudge through life with our eyes down, expecting people to get out of our way? I don't know. Because we have different approaches we can take to our day, yeah? Where are my morning people at? Careful raising your hand, because non-morning people don't like us. <laughs> I love mornings. Not everybody in my house loves mornings. Can we, we can say that. That's fair. And so, some of us wake up in the morning and we aren't thrilled to be there. And so we're, 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 we're doing more of a rolling start where I'm up and I'm like, let's go. Now my finishes are hideous, right? Because if you're, if you're a morning person, you're probably not a night person. And so I, cr- I crash land all too early and then I'm annoyed by the non-morning people, right? So it flip-flops, it flip-flops. But there's two ways to approach a day when we get up in the morning, we can be thinking about how can I get mine? How can I get mine? How can I take advantage of this day to get what is for me? And we can look at a day like that. And some, some of us have done that. Some of us make that choice occasionally. Some of us can think of the person who you know who approaches days like that where it's, they're not caring about anybody else. They just want what's easiest, what's best for them to occur. And we can make that choice first thing when we get up. Or there's another way to approach a day. And what I would even contend is there's another way to approach each hour of our day. That we could actually approach each of those moments with, God, how do you want me to use, how do you want to use me in this moment? God, you gave me this hour. God, you allowed me to to wake up this morning. God, you allowed me to be in this exact position at this exact time. You've created me on purpose, for a purpose. How could I serve you in this moment? How could I serve you today? God, help me recognize how you might use me today. Just different postures. It's just a different posture. Two ways of being, and our attitude is the only thing in between. I really hope that you, you take these calendars and you fill them out so you have an understanding of what your week is actually like. So you have an understanding of where you're spending your time. But I would contend that if you take the challenge to actually flip the page over and to write out the calendar that you want, 
I would bet the two aren't all that different. My hope is that our posture would be different. That we would just choose to be more intentional with our time. We would choose intentionality. Because we can, we can be intentional with every interaction. I have a question for you. I'm going to need, need your, your response in this. Did you know that when you buy something at a convenience store, you can look the cashier in the eye? Did you know you can do that? There's not a law against it. Now we've, there's a system created that, that we don't, right? Because you don't, you no longer have to hand them anything unless you're paying with cash. God forbid, did you sanitize it? <laughs> and, and we've got these little pin pads where all we, put the card in, I'm reading the pin pad, I don't want to have to make eye contact because, but we could choose to be intentional about that interaction, Right? We could choose intentionality in that moment where we can genuinely ask the person across the counter, how are you doing? Have a conversation. And we can, we can do that with every interaction that we have all day long. We can choose, we can choose to be human with other humans. This is something I say a lot. It's like, we don't need our phone because there are other humans, and, and, and we're humans. And humans do this thing called communicating, and we can all do that. And the start of intentionality, the start of being intentional, is being willing to communicate on purpose. And some of us, we need it. Some of us, we need someone to notice us. We need that encouraging word. We need that genuine question. We need that eye contact. We need to believe that someone cares. Is it possible that Romans chapter 12, verse 1, asking us to be a living sacrifice, to sacrifice our lives for the, for the glory of God, asking us to sacrifice our bodies to the glory of God, could it be as simple as just choosing to be intentional in our conversations? Could it be as simple as just choosing to be present when we're interacting with other people? And not just coexisting, but being present and available? Could it be that easy? I 
I think it could be. I don't... I think that that verse can be intimidating. I think that verse can be intimidating because it's like, offer, offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. I've seen Indiana Jones. I don't want to do that. Sorry, that was an age-specific joke. <laughs> Young people, ask your parents what Indiana Jones is. Look it up on the Google. It's on there. Like, we have built up in our heads what we think this could mean. And it's like, well, I, I don't want to quit my job and move to North Korea to try to share the gospel. I don't think that's what you're, he's asking us to do. What I think he's, I think what Paul is asking of us, I think what, what Jesus is asking of us is like, hey, are you willing to be a follower of me intentionally outside of the hour you spend at church? Are you willing to do life on purpose, for a purpose, outside of the one hour that you choose to come in these doors or choose to watch online at home? Are you willing to be a follower intentionally for all 168 hours in a week? I think that's what he's asking. Can we do more things on purpose? during the time that God has given us. Now, I can, already, I can already hear some of the questions you have in your head. And no, I'm not reading anybody's mind, I've just had them myself. So, here's what I think some of you are thinking. So you want us to be weirdos. You must be one of those weirdos that turns every conversation into Jesus. No, that's not what I said. And, and I've interacted with some of those people, all right? I have. And, and I don't think that's helpful. What I'm asking us to do is to, is to value the people that we are with. When we have a meal with other people, can we honor them by asking questions? Can we honor them by listening? Can we show them value, ascribe value to other people by taking time to slow down for a few minutes? Can we ascribe value to all the people that we interact with on a daily or weekly basis? Can we not look at other humans that we, we bump into as distractions or inconveniences? But can we look at those opportunities 
as a chance to be intentional, as a chance to on purpose care about another human that God has put before us. Because I think, I think that everything that we do, it's not a happy accident, right? Bob Ross talks about happy accidents. Like, I don't, I don't know that I believe in that. I think, I think God has, has ordered out and given us so many chances to interact with other people and so many chances for us to be his followers out in our 167 hours. And we just have to recognize it. That all of the opportunities we have during a week could be an opportunity for us. To be intentional. To live like we are followers of Jesus. Because I think there should be a difference. I think there should be a difference between those of us who claim to be followers of Jesus and how we interact in the world and how we interact with other humans in the world, there should be a difference between those of us and those who outspokenly say that's not who they are. We should be able to tell the difference between those two groups of people. Just in how... We function at every single week. So the challenges for this week. Kind of the to-dos. So take the calendar, work on that. Some of you will be able to whip that out really fast. Some of you will be really excited about that. That would be drudgery for me. And if you're with me, I feel you. Um, please do that. I think it'll be awesome. It's for you. I don't need you to turn it in. It's not an assignment. I want you to understand how your day is spent. I want you to understand what your world looks like and give you an opportunity to maybe write a new story. I think there's value in that. The second thing that I want you to think about is how do you want to show up each day? How do you want to show up each day? Are you going to be intentional about how you can get everything that you want and you need, taking advantage of people, whatever it takes for you to get what you want? That's one end of a spectrum. Or are you going to show up each day to each hour and say, God, how do you want to use me? God, here I am, living my life. How do you want to use me in this moment? And in this moment, we be open. That's a choice that you'll get to make each day, before each interaction, each hour. It's a choice you get to make. So that's the challenge. What will you choose? How will you choose to be? I think it'll be 
I think it'll be a lot of fun. It should certainly be interesting at the very least. So Ariel and Brittany are going to come up. We're going to sing uh, another song. So th this is a new song. I don't think we've sang it here um, before. I have a hard time with this because I listen to the song over and over, trying to like figure out what it sounds like, how it feels. And so then I feel like I know the song, and then, but I think it's just because I listen to it at work. I don't think we played it here before. But this will kind of be our series song. And so new, probably new to you, new to us. It's pretty simple. And so as you get comfortable with it, if you would like to sing along, we'd love to have you sing with us. I think you'll be able to figure it out pretty quick. You guys are smart, smart people, and that's awesome. Um, but... Uh, it is going to be newer, so FYI. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing, and then I'll be back up to do a couple, couple announcements. So, Father, thank you for this opportunity to dive into your word. God, I pray that our hearts will be open to what you want us to do during our weeks, during every hour that you have given to us, every hour you have blessed us with. I pray we be open to what you have in store for us. So, Lord, give us the courage to hear your voice over all the other voices in our lives. Lord, give us a passion to be intentional about those you put in our path, to see them as an opportunity to be you rather than an inconvenience. God, I pray that as we, as we sing together, we would understand that we're not in this alone, that we are not doing the 167 hours that we aren't in here, we're not doing those alone either. That there is a community of believers everywhere that we go. That we go together in your name. Thanks for listening to the Centerpoint Church Podcast. Be sure to keep up with us on social media at facebook.com slash wearecenterpoint or on Instagram at wearecenterpoint. We hope to see you soon in person for worship this Sunday at 930.